Welcome to a special edition of the IRSD Spotlight Podcast. On September 26th, the Indian River Board of Education gave final approval to host a current expense referendum on Tuesday, November 22nd. Joining me is Indian River School District Superintendent Susan Bunning, who is going to talk about this important initiative. Susan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dave, for having us. Um, Let's start with the basics. What did the board approve on September 26th? Last evening at the board meeting, they approved uh, the referendum that would be held on November the 22nd. They also finished a previous uh, discussion and, and decision by deciding on the exact number of pennies that the tax would be increased. Which is how many? 49 cents on every $100 of assessed value. That's an important point. It's assessed value. It's not your property's uh, market value. Mm -hmm. So you need to be referring to your tax bill to see how this might impact your personal tax bill. Mm -hmm. Um, If the the referendum is approved, um, how will the additional funding be used? It will be used for a variety of things. School safety is a real accent here in the district. We have school safety monitors and SROs, as well as safety features such as our locked doors and our swipe cards. So safety has been a, a prominent part of our plan in keeping children in a safe learning environment. And school safety will be a part of it. Ten cents actually will be going toward school safety. Uh, the second is... Uh, Related to our stu- our student enrollment, our growth has been phenomenal, three or four percent for the last five years, and we are now going to be very close to ten thousand five hundred when we take our count on September thirtieth. That means we need more desks, more textbooks, more more of everything, including teachers. And so our student growth uh, amount will be thirty three cents of the total forty nine cents. This enables us to look at our teaching force, but we also need specialists. We also um, have people who have to man our schools. So there are many things involved with that student enrollment growth that we would be looking at. We always like to stay ahead as far as planning for textbooks and technology. So there are a couple of pennies involved there, two for textbooks and three for technology. And the last section that they identified was one that would take care of student organizations or programs. It could run the gamut from Odyssey of the Mind to Math math League to, uh, to uniforms for the band. So it gives the board latitude to make some decisions and have some special funding for student organizations and programs. I see. Um, now, why is this needed? I mentioned the enrollment growth. We continue to grow. Uh, Appaquinimic and Indian River are the two districts in the state that are showing continued steady growth. So we are going to need uh, staff members to deal with our added student enrollment and the other costs that come with providing for the education that each of our children might need. Uh, The school security piece, uh, as I said, has been an accent, and we want to continue. The public has been extremely supportive of our efforts to keep our schools secure. The School Safety Monitor Initiative has been been raved about, and parents, I believe, would like to see that continue. But to date, that has come strictly from local funds, and it has been a major variable in diminishing the amount that we keep in our reserve. So we need to have a specific funding source to provide for the security that we've grown used to having. And just to clarify too, we each all all 15 schools in the district have 
an armed security monitor at the present time. Yes, yeah, okay. they all have it. Um, and actually, we have the additional five mm -hmm. um, SROs, mm -hmm. and we have two in-house investigators that make mm -hmm. sure that our new hires, for example, have mm -hmm. been re uh, researched mm -hmm. and vetted before we mm -hmm. take them uh, on board and put them in our classrooms. So that's an important feature behind the scenes. Yeah. And we also have had some construction cost overruns. Our building projects took a little longer than planned. We had some holdups with Dell Dot and Denrec, and daily, weekly, monthly uh, cost in incurred with that project have increased. Uh, materials have gone up in price. Uh, the management company uh, has been with us longer than we original planned originally planned. It's taken us about three and a half years to add the mm -hmm. classrooms that we did last time. So the construction cost overruns mm -hmm. have contributed to uh, our our diminished uh, revenue. Mm -hmm. And those projects are now finished, though. Completely, correct? the Georgetown yeah. Elementary cafeteria is completely finished, mm -hmm. and the eight classrooms. They were the last of the additional classrooms mm -hmm. have been finished, and they are they are occupied. Okay. Now I understand that several cost cutting measures have had to been implemented for this school year. Can you sort of summarize that, Summarize those? Yes. Bit? In planning for this year, we knew that our budget was going to be tight. So just as you might do in your own household, we decided that we would cut our budgets. We have uh, shaved 30% um, off our school budgets and uh, our athletic budget was trimmed by 20%. There are certain costs with the athletic system and program that you cannot cut. They're set by other factors. Uh, the cost of officials, for example, is one that cannot be altered. We cut 50% of our central office operating um, funds, and we, uh, we've eliminated travel. So we're, we're taking uh, several cost-cutting measures to make sure that we stay as balanced as we can until we can have a refreshed revenue source. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's important to address another issue that sort of feeds into what we just talked about, um, and this is the uh, the current school district property tax rate. Um, the district has actually lowered its rate uh, for each of the past three years, and these reductions have totaled 16 and a half cents. Um, and this may lead some to ask, well, if the district needs more money, why has it lowered its tax rate for three straight years? Can you sort of explain that a little bit? It's an excellent question, and it's rather difficult to understand for our t local taxpayers. But there are certain taxes that can be increased or decreased depending on, on need and experience. Uh, one of those is the tuition tax, and this is not one that the taxpayer has a say in, but we need to have a revenue source for the placement of of our students who need extra programming. And this runs the gamut from placement at the consortium in Lewis to out-of-state placements uh, or out-of-district placements to meet special needs to academic challenge, which is something that our gifted students are able to participate in at, at the Dell Tech campus. So an extraordinary program that is not offered directly uh, in our schools or in our districts and our district ILCs are all covered by something called tuition tax. And that tuition tax is closely monitored by the state. We need to have just the right amount, and we project what we would need this year based on last year's bills. If we find that there is a diminished uh, need, for example, we could have a couple of students placed out of state in facilities 
uh, that are extremely expensive, but they age out and they're no longer part of our student population, then we might have a, a significant drop in what we need to be charging for tuition tax to cover the students, the, co- the programs for students' special needs. Mm-hmm. We then immediately give that money back to the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and to clarify, the tuition portion of the tax rate can't be used for anything else? Absolutely not. Yeah. There's a very specified list of, mm-hmm. of um, acceptable programs that the state will endorse and our monies are closely monitored. Mm-hmm. So um, basically for the purposes of talking about this referendum, this tax increase would be applied to the current expense portion of the tax rate only, not not debt service, not tuition, not minor capital improvements, nothing like that. That is exactly right. Yeah. We, we have current expense needs. Mm-hmm. These are our operating <laughs> funds, mm-hmm. and those are funds that have to be approved by the public. Mm-hmm. Now, where does Indian River's tax rate compare to other Sussex County school districts? We have the lowest tax rate in Sussex County and even with the increases that we're requiring or we're asking for and requesting right now we will still be the lowest in Sussex County. Even with the 49 cent increase should the referendum pass? Correct. Yeah. Um, Now if the referendum does pass on November 22nd what would the impact be um, to the average taxpayer in the Indian River School District? The average taxpayer would be looking at an increase of $95.41 on his or her tax bill. Per year? Per year, yeah. and if you break that down, you're talking about seven ninety five per month, mm-hmm. and then looking at it realistically, it's a dollar and eighty three cents a week or twenty six cents per day. And mm-hmm. I think if you look at it from that perspective, it really is a very wise investment it's and a very doable. <laughs> it's a very doable investment in mm-hmm. in children's future. Yeah. Now, what will happen if the referendum does not pass? We will be operating on an even tighter budget. Uh, we will cut budgets more than 30%. Uh, it's, it's probable that we will be cutting staff eventually because naturally in a large operation we have 1,500 employees here in the district. We would need to decrease the number of employees. Mm-hmm. I see. Now, is there anything else that district residents should know about the referendum moving forward? I would like to encourage members of the public, if they have questions, to ask you know, to call, we have a hotline, mm-hmm. and I think it's important that they get accurate information. We will work with our media to get as much information conveyed through print as we can, and we're also always open to speaking to community groups, answering individuals' questions if they call. Uh, we want people to understand our situation and how the increases in size and student count and so forth uh, present challenges. Uh, I think e- it's an easy way to present this to the public is often to um, equate it, equate it, uh, equate it to their uh, their own home budgets and what they might have to do at home if certain things happen uh, in their households. Uh, so we try to make it um, personal and try to make it understandable so that we can all work together. We can partner to make our educational system very successful and meet the needs of every individual. Uh, Well, parents and district residents are encouraged to visit the district website and its Facebook page in the coming days, weeks, and months for additional information about the referendum. Uh, Anyone with questions is encouraged to call the district's referendum hotline, and that number is 302-436-1079. Again, that's 302-436-1079. 
And we're just going to give you some of the basics here. Uh, the referendum will be on November 22nd, and voting will be from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. at the following polling places. East Millsboro Elementary School, Georgetown Elementary School, Indian River High School, Long Neck Elementary School, Lord Baltimore Elementary School, and Selbyville Middle School. Residents of uh, Indian River School District who are U.S. citizens and at least 18 years of age are eligible to vote at any of these polling places. Voters must present proof of identification or residency at each polling place. Um, Susan, thank you for joining us today, and uh, hopefully well. this will be a successful initiative. New episodes of IRSD Spotlight will be posted periodically throughout the school year. The podcast can be accessed through iTunes or by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. It is also available through several mobile podcast apps. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District. Until then, remember that Indian River truly is a model of excellence.